listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello and welcome back to the Screeners Podcast. This is Daniel. I'm Chris. I'm Josh. And I'm April. And we are back with another episode. It's been a little while since we've just caught up on what we've been watching. So in a in a weekend with no huge significant releases, we just thought we'd kind of just talk about what we've, we've all been watching recently, whether it be TV, film, uh, small things, big things, whatever it is, we just want to catch up. So before we dive into that, I want to remind you, as always, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. You can find us on Facebook by searching the ScreenersCast. You can email us, ScreenersCast at gmail.com. We are we are reachable, so uh, we want to hear from you guys, and we also want to hear what you think of the show. So to, so make sure you review the show, subscribe, uh, leave us a rating that really helps other people discover the show. So if you like what you hear, we would love for you to do that. All right, with all that out of the way, we're going to dive in to the main content of this episode: our summer catch up. So Chris, it's been a while since you've been on the show, but yes. a few episodes here. Yes. We've missed you this summer. I know you've been uh, busy with Geek Card Check podcast, so that's very exciting. Make sure you guys check that out. But uh, so tell us, what what have we missed? What have you been watching? Catch us up. Well, I've been catching up on some television. My wife and I watched a series that I believe was on last year and i'm not exactly sure if it bled over to the beginning of this year or not but it got a lot of critical praise i think anyway and that was killing eve did you guys watch Mm. killing eve no it's on my list okay so mel and i watched killing eve it is very different um Hmm. we enjoyed it quite a bit but it is a it's a strange slash tense slash violent it's just a really crazy show and um i would definitely recommend if you're looking for a quirky spy oh man i don't even know how to like describe the kind of genre that it's set in it's definitely kind of a a a spy thriller deal but it it is it's quite unique and i don't know that there's another show or even movie that's been quite like this how, how is it strange and how is it quirky in what way? Well, so I would say the acting, um, the, there is a, just to give you a quick non-spoilery like, um, idea of what the show is about. There is a assassin that is at work within Europe. Um, it is a female assassin and she's basically a sociopath, which means she has, you know, very little emotion. She loves killing she's kind of obsessed with it and her character is very um very quirky and and strange and she does violent horrible violent things and then like dances or skips or you know kind of like and she enjoys watching the life slowly being drained from people um and so Mm. it's it's kind of horrifying in that way and then you have sandra oh who works uh for mi6 in the uk um and she is 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 Basically, she discovers that this person exists for they're not they, the the authorities weren't connecting these different, you know, deaths that were happening around Europe. And she's convinced that this this thing, this this assassin is at work um, and she tries to convince and nobody believes her. So she kind of does her own investigation. And that's the basic premise of hmm. the show. Um, and it is um, it's 
it's weird, um, but great and very well acted, but it is super different than anything um, that's out there right now. So I would, I'd recommend it if you're looking for something a little more offbeat um, and you are a fan of spy genre type stuff. Um, that's a good, that's a good one uh, to, to, to catch up on. That one's definitely been on my list. I know it got a bunch of Emmy nominations, mm-hmm. both Sandra Oh and Jody Comer, I guess is how you say her name. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious. I've heard a lot of good things. So I, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. It is, it is. And, and kind of in that same vein, um, really kind of disturbing the boys did you have you guys describe have you guys talked about the boys did you guys do that last no. episode no we haven't talked about it but i'm 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 curious oh man it's so good it is hmm. josh have you come across the boys at all have you approached i saw this? the trailer for it and i am not intrigued really <laughs> i honestly while i was watching this i was like man i think josh would get a kick out of this it is very I mean, dark maybe I think you would. I, I'd be very interested to know what you thought of the first episode. It's streaming right now on Amazon Prime. Killing Eve is on Hulu, by the way. That's where I watched that. Um, and uh, But The Boys is on Amazon Prime, and it is dark. Um, it is literally a view as if the, the, if the Justice League were in the real world and they needed to, like, make money and, like, survive and be, you know, uh, and, and they were actually had, like, true, like, things going on and and they were weird and wacky like they would basically be gods right and there would be very little consequences for these characters these superheroes and so you've got a superman like character a batman like character a flash character a aquaman all of them of course are not those exact characters but if they those kinds of people those kind of superheroes really existed um they would they would live by a different set of rules um, and if one of them made a mistake, um, you know, you know, what would you do? There's nothing you can do. You couldn't, I mean, you can pretend like you're going to put them on trial, but you really can't do that. Um, and it's, you know, there's a big corporation that is in charge of all these superheroes. They're the ones who kind of loan them out to different cities. So if like Cincinnati wanted a superhero, Cincinnati would have to pay the corporation for the right to have one of their, you know, authorized superheroes to go out to that city. It's very interesting. Um, and quite, um, quite a, uh, an interesting take on the superhero genre that we're all kind of probably tired of at this point in time. So I would recommend the boys. It is brutal. It is violent. It is, um, disgusting at times. How, how graphic is it? Uh, uh, I don't know on a scale of what, uh, I don't know on a scale of like kids show to game of Thrones. Yeah, it is. It's 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 squarely in the Game of Thrones. We got people okay. ex- exploding, blood and guts going everywhere. It is it is nice. definitely it's a, a hard hard R. Um, I wouldn't say it is. Um, no, no, never mind. It it's brutal. It's brutal. Okay. So yes, but it, it is worth watching. I, I I was intrigued the entire time and enjoyed it. Um, and so I think Josh, I really want to know what your opinion would be of the boys. I, I find it. I would find it very interesting. I just want to know what the other violent shows you have in store for us are what after killing Eve and the boys. <laughs> yes, Chris, what have you been up to this summer? Well, you know, all kinds of stuff. I don't want to get into it over on the podcast. Maybe offline. We'll talk about the, that's what I've been getting into. 
Um, okay, so I'm gonna jump tracks over to documentaries. I'm a huge mm. documentary fan, and I'm in the middle of editing a documentary right now, and so I've kind of been just watching a lot of them. And um, I'm trying to think of which one I want to talk about first here, real quick. I've got maybe two or three that I want to mention. Did you guys watch the HBO? It's actually a two part documentary called "I Love You Now Die." Did you guys <laughs> no. watch this? No, let's keep on coming. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> the theme. You seriously, um, you guys haven't heard about this? No, uh, I haven't. I have okay. now. Let me I, I just want to make sure I'm pulling up and, and say this correctly. It is the common it's the the subtitle is the Commonwealth versus Michelle Carter. A few years ago, uh, you may have heard oh, of this. I know on, what you're talking about now. On the news in twenty fourteen, this um eighteen year old boy uh, committed suicide in a car. Um and um, so, you know, obviously suicide, not a big, you know, not, a, I mean, it's a big deal, but I mean, they got investigated. It was confirmed to be a suicide, but then they started going through his phone and realized there was a girl he was texting named Michelle Carter. And she was, um, basically, uh, telling him that he should kill himself. She tell like, oh, in, like, I remember this story. Yeah. Like saying, yes. Okay. Go ahead. Y- yes. You should do it. Um, encouraging him um to to follow through and even at one point he gets out of the car and says you know i'm afraid i'm scared and she says you should get back in and he he mm. gets back in and he he dies and so um this is a, the first time in um the courts where they've um decided to prosecute someone for encouraging someone to kill themselves um it's like a brand new whatever new ground mm-hmm. whatever they, they found existing laws to kind of back it up and they're trying to make this to be a precedent setting case and part one is you know it's, a, it's about an hour and 20 minutes part one is the prosecution side of the story and part two is her side of the story um and so it's actually very interesting because if you sit down and watch this documentary and kind of put yourself in a juror's perspective, you're hearing the prosecution give their argument, and then you hear uh, the defense give their side of the argument, and it is captivating um, mm. because it's really all about morality and um, understanding and then putting... Because at first when you hear this these words and you hear it, you've probably heard the the news um, news broadcasts of the story, most people would say, well, she's horrible and she should go to jail. Um, but then you start hearing the details and you're like, Oh, Oh, wait a minute. I didn't even, I didn't think about that. Um, and so it's just a very interesting set of circumstances. Um, and I found it fascinating. It's on HBO right now, streaming a two part documentary. Uh, it's called, I love you now die the Commonwealth versus Mm. Michelle Carter. And I definitely recommend it, especially if you're a fan of true crime uh, in any way, shape or form. It is it's it's quite good. It really is. Um, oh, that is fascinating. So you guys haven't seen that either. Good. I'm so glad. No, no you're. I'm no, this so, is good. I'm so glad. No, okay, I'll, and I'll then hit all the stuff people have seen. Don't worry about it. <laughs> good. All right. Um, and then I mentioned real quick two others. Um, the Great Hack. Have you guys watched I that? I have heard of that. I was told yeah, I should I, watch I know it. it. I haven't gotten to it yet. This yeah, is streaming same. on Netflix. Um, it is all about um, the. Oh, Cambridge it, Analytica. Cambridge Analytica, yeah, but it's 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 a lot more than that. But yeah, I mean that that's kind of the crux of the whole idea is uh, the 
what they did, how they did it, what how much of an influence it actually had. Um, and they've they've got interviews with the folks that were actually working at Cambridge Analytica. Um, it's fascinating. Uh, and so if you're if you are into, especially now that we're coming up on this new election cycle, um, and chances are you're seeing ads on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere you go, um, just to see how they are tracking, how they are analyzing our data. Uh, to get us to perform certain actions and to make certain decisions. It's fascinating. So The Great Hack, um, streaming on Netflix right now, uh, is really good. And then a brand new series on Netflix. I've only watched the first two episodes, but I am finding it very crazy. And that is called The Family. Have you guys Mm. heard about this? No. No, I haven't. What? I oh know. I feel gosh. so out of the loop right now. Oh man. Okay. So this is another doc. It's a documentary series. Um, it is about a group of um, evangelical Christians um, mm. who um, have basically had a secret society in the United States for over, I think, there's sixty years, I believe, um, and just kind of the tendrils of, that they have kind of gotten into as far as modern day politics, both Republican and Democrat. What they've done to like, uh, it's just it's it's really it's really crazy. Um, the, what what they've done, where they're at, where and and how what lengths they've gone to remain under under the radar. Um, this organization calls themselves the fellowship or the family. Um, and it is, it's, it's crazy. Um, I've only, like I said, I've only seen the first two episodes. I believe there are four or five episodes. Um, but I would recommend it so far. I've been like blown away by the storytelling. Um, and you know, every episode, very similar to the other Netflix shows, there's, there's one thing that happens at the end of every episode and you're like, what? So you've got to watch the next episode. Um, and so it is, it's one of these crazy, you know, secret societies that have been existing, um, you know, just below the surface, uh, in America for decades, um, that I never knew about, never heard about. Um, and then you start watching it and you're like, oh, that's right. I remember seeing that on the, that little piece of it on the news. I didn't think much of it at that point in time, but now that this person's drawing, you know, putting the dots up on the board and putting a line in between those dots, you start to see the bigger picture and it is, it's vast and conspiratorial and just really fascinating. So the family streaming on Netflix. Hmm. I'm, I'm surprised I haven't heard more one. of that. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like right up my alley. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. It's crazy. It's a five-part Netflix series. I just, I just looked, but yeah, it is. It's crazy, and it's, it's, it's people that you've never heard of, but like policies and and things that you have, um, and then also all of a sudden, like there was this. You may have remembered, like there was this um, governor that went missing um like uh two or three oh, years yeah. ago do you remember that governor like he yeah wasn't yeah. Sanford. it was sanford right yes correct yes he is a part of this <laughs> and where he went and why he made the decisions that he made are all connected to this group it's hmm. nuts it's nuts so wow. anyway crazy yeah good stuff so that, that I've got other things on this list, but where, where I'm just gonna I'm, I've, I've already talked too much. But no, those, are, going, those Chris, are the ones I've really been enjoying. The Chris show. And I'm, I'm glad. I know. Well, you know, it's been a while since I've been on, so I thought I just keep talking. It's good. Yeah. Why not? It's good. 
All right. Well, uh, April, you hadn't seen any of those, neither had I, but I, uh, I want to hear what you have been watching. Okay. So the two that I guess are newer that are actually more relevant that I've been watching are um, Handmaid's Tale, which is still hmm. going on the Oof. third season. Um, oh, it's so good, guys. I, I love really? it. Hmm. I It's one of those shows that I like... I have so much dread while watching it, and I feel so much for these characters, but I can't look away. Like it's, ugh. And I and I have my, a baby that I just hold to and cry like half the episode, but I don't know why I do it to myself. But it's really good. I'm I'm a fan. Um, I I just so, every time. So I watched the first two seasons, and I haven't gotten up to watch the third season yet. I just I don't know. It's just so. It, it verges into like depression porn. It like does, it's just like yeah. so upsetting and bleak and sad and tragic that I just every time I think about watching, it, I'm like, I don't know, I don't I mean, really feel like it. Yeah, I'm I'm totally there. But third season, there's like, uh, I don't want to give anything away, but there is like a light at the end of the tunnel. Hmm. Maybe they're teasing it. Like there might be. Well, so to but. piggyback on what Daniel said, my wife and I watched um, the first season and I forget three or four episodes into the second. The first season was very well done when they had material from the book to draw from. Mm -hmm. And then the second season, by the time they started that, they were done with the book. And the second season became plodding mm -hmm. and aimless. And well, so I'm wondering if it ever picked back up again. And if the third season, does the third season get better? Did the end of the second season get better? I know, I don't remember how the second season ended, but I remember it ended to the point that I was really excited for the third season, but I okay. don't remember why. The third season has been, I mean, I've loved it. I There's, the middle, the middle part of this season has been kind of like a, it was a little, like there were three episodes there where it kind of dragged, but I would say the first three episodes were f just fire, just awesome. Mm. And then the last two, I think there's, I think it's, there's 13 episodes this season, so I'm, I want to say there's been 10 so far. I don't know, but it's picking back up again. And I'll say that that it that things have actually happened this season. Okay, that's a plus. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched the first episode of season two, and I haven't gone back. Um, I, I, have, I, I watched the first season as it was happening, and mm -hmm. then um, maybe three weeks ago, I was like, all right, I'm going to try the second season. I heard it was kind of crazy, but – or like you were saying, Josh, slow and not really going anywhere and quite, you know, depressing uh, for no good reason. Um, and so I was like, well, all right, I'll try it. And yeah, I don't know. I just, it didn't, it didn't catch me. So if you're saying season three is worth watching, I may push on through. But yeah. Well, season three know. isn't over yet. So far, I would say it's worth watching, but I'll okay. let you know once it ends. Cause I mean, who knows it could end terribly, but perfect. So far perfect. it looks like it's going to be pretty great. Um, and then the other show that I watched recently was season two of Big Little Lies. Did y'all watch it? Mm, I haven't watched it yet, but I, I, I'm, yeah. at some point I, I'm sure I will. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was not as good as season one, but I, I think it still did some pretty cool things, but it was fine. It wasn't my favorite, but I enjoyed watching it. Um, yeah. okay. I, that was the, that, that was the sort of thing where I, I was sad that they had a, a new season because the first season just like it didn't need a second a second yeah. installment. The it first season just so ended well, really well, and it was yeah. I loved the yeah. first season. The first season, but I, I, yeah. 
season two, what I what I liked about it is, I mean, it's just so phenomenally shot, just like the first season. Mm-hmm. Just just gorgeous, great cast. There's a lot going on, like to the point where it's almost like, is this kind of like soap operation at this yeah. point? Just because there's so much, but. Um, the main storyline, like with mm-hmm. with Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman's characters, mm-hmm. uh, that was so compelling that that it really um, yeah. kind of rescued the rest of the season. And yeah, it was really really enjoyable. Meryl Streep is yes. so good. Like when she yeah. first appeared in the very first scene that she was in, I was like, oh, this is Meryl Streep. And then I didn't re- like, I totally forgot it was Meryl Streep because she's yeah. just such a good actress. She embodied that awful character yeah. so well with Meryl Streep it's a, it's like we build her up we always talk because she's always nominated like every single year for something and mm-hmm. so I, I feel like we kind of just like yeah Meryl Streep she's always nominated whatever or like we build her up into some like amazing actress that like I, I don't know about you guys like for me it's kind of like yeah but is she really the best though or right. does she just get nominated and then watching Big Little Eyes I was like Oh no, she's genuinely the best. Oh, yeah. Like she is so good. It's really crazy. Um, yeah. That show that show was really good. I really same as last season. I hope there's not a third season. Mm-hmm. But season two, it ended really well. Um, so Yeah. yeah. The yeah, show like is it. so good. I hope it doesn't continue. Well, because it doesn't need it. Like, <laughs> well, I felt I feel the same way about Handmaid's Tale. It's like some stories can be contained, and they don't need to go on and on and on. And Big Little Lies, totally, totally. season one and season two, have just have ended. Like, they're yeah. they're done. They don't Amer- need to come back. Handmaid's Tale needs to go on this. until they bring down Gilead, which could have been done in the first season, but. Anyway, that would have been a very rushed season. No, that would yeah. have been like a season eight Game of Thrones type of season. Anyway, anyway well, reeling I, that in. Okay, so the more nerdier thing that I've been watching, and I really haven't been watching this by choice, but my husband loves it, is BattleBots. Do y'all watch BattleBots? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I don't. I watch StoryBots because I have a five-year-old. Okay, this is not that. It, do you know what it is? It's these groups of it's, people oh, from all yeah, over the world. Robots. They build their own little robot. and Get then in they the metal battle. octagon. Yeah, they battle Flamethrowers. It's great. Yeah. And yeah, it does kind of suck me in sometimes, <laughs> but I will never admit it to my husband. But now that it's out there for the world to hear, BattleBots. You know, there's a guy locally um, who is on one of those teams. Really? I'm in a Slack team with him or was. Do you mean locally as in like uh, like, in, like in the United States? Like, like in Chattanooga. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. For the, just the listeners who don't know where you are. So I wasn't going to tell them where I am, Chris. Well, now, can you give them your address just so they can <laughs> come say hi? Oh, my goodness. My address is... What's your address, Chris? <laughs> Wait, so so April, is is this like the the opposite equivalent of me watching The Bachelorette with my wife? Is that like... Is that what's happening with you and Beecher. Whoa, Possibly, what are you saying? I feel like BattleBots might be a little cooler than The Bachelorette. I was going <laughs> to say, you do not watch The Bachelorette because of your wife, Daniel. Let's be honest. No, totally. No, it's because it's just, that's the only reason. Two more final things. One, this is super old, but it's streaming on Amazon and my husband and I have been binging it. We're at, we just finished season five is The Americans. So nice. good. Have y'all seen The Americans? I'm sure you have. We're old. We're well, no, I've no, only no, no. watched like four seasons and then I kind of like stopped for no good reason. Yeah, the same. We watched the first four. We binged them like a year ago, I think. And then we stopped and then we just picked up season five like last week and finished it already. Oh, it's so good. And then so there's season there's six seasons total. So 
Hopefully I nice. can convince him to keep binging because it's really good. I love we it. We keep promising ourselves that we're going to get back to that, but we haven't yet. We're going to. We are going to binge yeah. that too. It's it's kind of a hard show to watch because they're just terrible people, but it's like a, I don't know, can't look away also, but you also root for the, it's, oh, the writing on it is just so good. Um and then the last thing, this is also a stupid show. Um, it's on FX. It finished, I think, a couple months ago, the first season, uh, based on the movie, What We Do in the Shadows. Did y'all, yes. Did y'all watch the show at all? Oh, was there a show? Yes, I did. I still there need was. to see the movie. It was actually pretty funny. It wasn't as good as the oh, movie. Great. But it was it was pretty, it was hilarious. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, it's great. It's so weird. It is. Uh, but it's so funny. And uh, yeah, it's it's just, there's nothing else on TV like it. It's just so bizarre, but it's so good. Yeah. Is FX. it any of the people behind the movie, like the New Zealand? Yeah. 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 So they so, write, uh, um, Taika Waititi wrote yeah. a lot of the episodes. And, and he actually is in, some of the original guys mm-hmm. are in one of the episodes. Yeah. And he directed multiple episodes, not just the first episode. He's directed like, mm-hmm. I think like three or four of the episodes. Yeah, it's it's so it feels very much like a continuation. Well, it's not a continuation, but it feels very much in the vein of the film for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was great. That but movie anyway. was fan- fantastic. It was so good. Oh, the movie's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, they're both hilarious, but the movie is just all yeah. around superb. Was that your last thing? Oh yeah, sorry. That's many of my last no. thing. I mean, if I'm really being honest, probably the most of what I watch is Dora the Explorer and Peppa Pig because of my three year old. Go ahead and give us a review of uh, season twenty of those. <laughs> of, of Dora the Explorer, which doesn't rhyme. Um, did you Did you watch Dora and the Lost City of Gold this weekend? No, I did not. I actually thought about it, but was like, nah. I don't know if I don't know if my three year old would like a live action Dora. Yeah. I don't know if well, did anyone ask for that. I don't know. Yeah, I I can't tell who the audience is because it's not three year olds. Yeah, but, no. uh, I I don't I don't know who that's for. Yeah, my 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 kids my kids I feel like it's their age. Like they watched the show Maybe. growing up. You know, I've got a seven year old and a ten year old, and I thought, well, that, that, I showed them the trailer, and they're like, that looks really silly, Dad. And I was like, well, <laughs> that, yeah, hmm, that's nice. That's the not good for them. Spoken. So I haven't seen it yet, but it actually got, it's sitting at like an 82 on Rotten Tomatoes right now. So that intrigues me to no end. I I may have to take a sword and maybe go like. Just go by yourself, Chris. Go by myself. No, I'll take the kids. They probably would enjoy it if it's good. (laughs) They probably would. But the the trailer just was strange. That that one part of the trailer that was really funny when she like looks at the camera and she's little, she's like, can you say delicioso? And they turn (laughs) and look and they're like, what? (laughs) Well, uh, it's directed by James Bobbin, who did the 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 Jason Segel Muppets movie. So, um, and he did Flight of the Concords and all that. So, um, mm. so I guess I guess it's maybe good. Anyway, maybe. Well, Josh, I really want to know what you've been watching. You joined us you for though? a movie review. We didn't even have to ask for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I know you've been watching that. What else have you seen? Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? That was, that was great. A very. That was a freak occurrence that weekend. <clears throat> No, so I have to start off. I have to start off with a show that we keep threatening to do a bonus episode about, but we haven't done it yet. Oh yes, and so maybe we won't. <laughs> so I have to tell everyone that if you haven't watched it, you need to go watch Chernobyl on HBO. Mm-hmm. Oh man, because yeah, it is so fantastic. Good. So good. Everything about that show it deserves all the awards it's nominated for. Going it to does. Be nominated for. It's true. If, in fact, if nobody else is even close. If anybody beats it in any of the categories, I don't. I won't understand how that's possible. Like it, the, everything was on point with that. Absolutely. I don't even, yeah. yeah. 
writing acting the only the only small detractor was like it's set in russia but they have no they told all the actors to act in their in their native yeah. accents in their native yeah, british weird. which oh, is I a disagree. little weird and feels a little anachronistic but at the same time they these actors have such the performances are so fantastic that saddling yes. them with this extra task to do during the performance would would take away from it fully agree i mean i i, I don't want to like even compare it but like um what was the tom cruise um world war ii <laughs> uh, valkyrie valkyrie oh, they one. do the same thing there where at the very beginning everyone's speaking with you know in german with a german accent um and then you know the, the camera panned around and then he was speaking in his normal accent and you just understood that they're actually speaking in the german yeah. accent i think it's just you have to understand i mean otherwise you'd be I mean, if he said, I'm going to do a Russian accent, well, then why? Why You should be speaking Russian. Right, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? And we should be watching the subtitles. At some point, it just right. becomes ridiculous. Obviously, it's fiction. So um, we're not fiction, but it's... it's yeah, <laughs> yeah it's this, a, is, this is sadly not fiction, Chris. Well, Russia they, believes that it is. They slam that home very well at the end. <laughs> yes. But you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a work of art. That's what I mean. Yeah, yes. Yeah. No, agreed. And everything from the writing, the cinematography, the we were quoting that at work for weeks afterwards and everything's fantastic. Fun fact. Um, if you run the soundtrack, which is also great. If you run the artist who did the soundtrack through a playlist generator that works on like track similarity and stuff, you get some amazing tracks out of that, uh, tracks with names like steep hills of Vicodin tears, <laughs> the sound of emptiness, all oh that God. you love will wow. be eviscerated. <laughs> And the wow. somewhat lighter, some days are better than others. So Josh, I thought I'd throw that in there. Josh, this is such a you review of this. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Here's, here are the other things that I've discovered. Yeah. It's yeah, just... no, I love Chernobyl. Uh, yeah, we kept talking about doing a bonus episode and never got around to it. But, uh, man, I thought, it, like you already said, the cinematography was so good. It looked gorgeous and, like, haunting. It, the whole thing was so tense and just, like, it was just compelling. The whole thing from beginning to end was just really, really gripping. Um, and uh, yeah, just I, I thought it was phenomenal. Really, really phenomenal. Yeah, totally worth it. It's it's at times difficult to watch because, you know, totally real but mm -hmm. and horrible. But it's a, it was a fantastic show. And, and I genuinely was not going to because of that. I was like, wow, this just doesn't look all that. I mean, okay, fine history quote-unquote whatever and so <laughs> i was like unquote. i'm not all that interested in it and then i kid you not within a week at least eight people recommended it to me yeah um it's that good it just it, it's one of those just no no even if you have reservations about seeing it just just watch it you, you're you're going to be blown away quite literally yeah, it's it's apparently the number one rated uh user rated show on imdb at the moment which is if it crazy. still is it's held that title for a long time it has yeah. been it's been there yeah. like since it was released a few months yeah great crazy so moving on from that to another show that is absolutely fantastic for completely different reasons and that is a show that's streaming on amazon two seasons fleabag mm -hmm. and i really wish chad was here because chad always brings some some extra insights to it and he's the one who recommended it so strongly to me in the first place but it is it is just great i can see if um i can see someone with 
really conservative sensibilities not finding the characters relatable enough and not enjoying the show because of that but if you don't think that's one of your hang-ups you should totally watch the show because is, is that a, why i hate it is that, is that what you're i don't know why chad thinks you hate it i maybe it's all the dialogue all the words there are a lot of words <laughs> not a lot of explosions wow, wow. no Ooh. robots to be seen there's a there's a guinea pig that you know of robots can show up anytime <laughs> That I know of. It after Westworld, everyone could be a robot. That's what I'm saying. It's true. These violent delights. Looking forward to that season too. But whenever it comes out. Um, So, anyways, the the writer. I can't remember whether she directs too, but she writes and stars in it. She's a British playwright, Phoebe Waller Bridges, and she is a star because she either either this is completely autobiographical or she is an amazing actress. And to have the writing at this level and the acting at this level is something you don't see very often. And so she's fantastic. It's a relatively small cast. Like I said, she's a playwright and the whole thing kind of feels like a very well put together play. And so you you have great performances from a relatively limited number of people. And it's just a great watch. Laugh out loud, funny, um, at times very sad and very human it's you believe these characters are real even though they're in sometimes outlandish circumstances you you totally buy that they're real people and it's Hmm. just great that's awesome that's a show that really took off in its second season i didn't hear anything about it in its first season really and then now with the second season you know it's gotten a bunch of emmy nominations and a lot of people talking about it that i did not hear the first time around and phoebe waller bridges just now she she uh because of fleabag i think she's now doing rewrites on the new bond film carrie fukunaga's bond film which really? is which is pretty cool yeah so that is interesting yeah i haven't watched any of the show though i'm I'm very intrigued by it you should watch it it's great has anyone else watched any of it no uh we watched the first one or two episodes of season one and liked it fine but then other things happened and we just haven't finished it but i want to finish it i'm sure it gets it better it happens it happens yeah <laughs> the the first line so the the pilot will make you think this the show is raunchy at times but the pilot will make you think it's a lot raunchier than it than it actually is okay. I, I will say that much um yeah i think yeah, I, I think we haven't fully understood the characters and the humor in it yet maybe you're too conservative <laughs> it, it is it is uh it is off kilter british humor yeah um, well of a certain stripe so let's see i have i have one more thing i really liked well actually two more things um one is a netflix show that i'm behind the times on i'm late but it only a year late and it's maniac starring oh, yeah. jonah hill and uh emma stone yeah and so from the trailer right oh my goodness i watched like two episodes of that and i forgot about it i feel yeah i felt like you told me about that chris i did i I did tell you you about that (laughs) i well i thought you said you left it because it was either it was like too weird for you or you just didn't like too conservative for it (laughs) it might be way too conservative (laughs) no what what was it did you just did you forget about it or i thought you said you didn't like it no, it wasn't that I wouldn't like it. It was just I I genuinely until you said said it this in this moment, I had forgotten about it. I don't know if I was just I was watching it and then 
I just didn't ever, I had not even thought about it. It must've been that good. I just <laughs> wiped away my, my memory totally until this moment. Unforgettable. Well, it is yeah. about, it is about cognitive experiments. So yes, mm-hmm. it's true. Got to your memory. So it, from the trailer, I thought I will probably like this. I'm not sure. It turned out to be a lot better than I expected that the show's incredibly weird as you get a few yeah. episodes into it. But again, uh, kind of like Fleabag, it's, it's at times laugh out loud funny and at times uh, tragic. Now, Wes Anderson isn't officially credited anywhere, <laughs> but if he's not involved in some way in this show, this show feels like a very dark Wes Anderson, extended Wes Anderson movie. I can see um, that. It's absurd, but also, also touching and intriguing i i can't say too much i'm actually not done with the season yet we're four or five episodes into it about halfway through it uh it's a 10 episode limited series it's very 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 weird i I watched (laughs) the whole thing i i i guess i liked it overall and i love jonah hill and love emma stone um yeah, I, it was just it was just very strange, and and it definitely didn't stick with me for a split second. I forgot what show you were talking about when you when you mentioned it, but funny enough, that's also it's dir- the whole thing's directed by Kara Fukunaga, who is mm-hmm. directing the, the new Bond film. Um, but yeah, it's I don't know, it was good. I'm not sure if I would recommend it to everybody just because it's very quiet and different. But it oh, was yeah, good, I guess. It's not it was for everybody. Overall. I I'm not saying it plays totally like a wes anderson movie but i have this sense that if you don't like wes anderson you probably won't like this either i don't mm-hmm. i don't quite maybe quite josh why like why are you judging everybody why are you over here <laughs> i'm trying to help because life is too short to watch things you don't like and we mm. can talk about some of the things that i don't like later if if you really want to that was way I, too I've long of a podcast of <laughs> we can do like a different podcast things i don't like Things Josh's life is just Josh, too short yeah. for. <laughs> and we could just sit there and it would be like I it would that podcast well, the, would never end. Mm-hmm. The list of items is just our normal podcast content. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the reverse. Exactly. In fact, it could be the exact it could be the exact same podcast. That's it's hilarious. A companion piece. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, watch Maniac. Well, two things real quick. One that I caught up on way after. It's something that you guys reviewed uh, a while back, but I just want to throw in an echo to everything everyone said about Spider-Man into the multiverse or the Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse, yeah. Great movie. Fantastic animation. Opens the franchise up to a whole new fan base. It's just just great. And you should watch it. It's it's, wonderful. It's free now or it was on either Netflix or Amazon. Netflix. Yeah. Yep. So if you haven't watched it yet, so or if you have, watch it again. It's great. Uh, so, one last so thing is uh, Hulu's remake of Catch-22. Oh, yes. I Go ahead. Watched it yet. Tell me. I want to know about this, Josh. Come I watched on. the whole thing. All right. I'm not mad that I watched it, mm. but I also didn't leave the last episode overly glad that I did. It's mm. It's well done. It's well acted. And there was there was some humor and absurdity from the book in there. And also, I don't know whether it's darker than the book, but definitely some of the dark aspects of the book were brought over. I just don't know whether the book is adaptable. The book strikes such a unique balance 
of this absurdity and this darkness um, and makes you imagine it as opposed to having a like, what, what was it? Five or six episodes of someone else imagining it for you. I don't know. I'm probably just being a snob about that, but I, I feel like the book can't be done justice very well on screen. Hmm. Uh, the, the Hulu did a good job with it and George Clooney did a good job with it, but I just, I don't know whether it totally lives up to the source material. Hmm. As well. Yeah. That's another one that I was kind of mildly looking forward to. And then when it came out, it landed with a thud and literally nobody, nobody was talking about it. So I kind of figured it, it wasn't, it wasn't really worth the time. So it kind of, it kind of sounds like, even though you sounds like you kind of enjoyed it, you don't really recommend it either. Not entirely. I, and I'm, I'm just now coming to terms with this, that I think I liked most of the supporting characters more than I liked the lead. Hmm. And the, the lead Yossarian is in this a lot because he is totally the main character of the book. But I think he has redeeming qualities, but I, I don't know whether I didn't like the actor or whether the performance was just a little stiff. Hmm. I don't know. Pick it or leave it. Give it a watch. You seem interested in it, Chris. You should watch it and tell me what you think. Yeah, I, I, I've seen it advertised. And every time I do, I want to send you a message. And for some reason, I just hadn't. I was like, oh, man, have you watched this? I, w- I want to get your your thoughts. Because obviously, you're, you're kind of a fan of that book. Um, sort of. Yeah, so I, I was curious. So it was interesting. I mean, if if you're kind of enjoyed it, I have a feeling it's it could be pretty good. <laughs> so I'll I'll <laughs> check it out. I'll check it out. I, I and I know nothing bad. about this book. I was nothing at all. Me you should read the book. Hmm. Read the book. Yeah, interesting. All right. Well, what have I been watching? You guys all talked about TV, so uh, I'm going to dive into just a couple movies, and then I'll dive into TV. So this weekend, Dora was not the only big release this weekend we had scary stories to tell in the dark we were actually going to review that um didn't didn't kind of pan out so i'll just give my thoughts here so i had very low expectations for scary stories to tell in the dark i didn't read the book the trailer looked subpar so i was pretty ambivalent about it and i have to say i was really surprised actually i, I thought it was really solid the movie knows exactly what it wants to be and nails it it's it's a uh, it's a horror movie for teens so it's um you know not not super gory um you know no no sex or anything like that but it's still actually pretty scary um especially for being pg-13 and so um i think the i think the movie really just kind of nails the tone nails exactly what level of of scariness it can be and and uh yeah so it doesn't feel toned down so yeah i really i really enjoyed it and i would definitely recommend seeing this one because uh, it's it was it was pretty enjoyable it was pretty good and i assume nobody else saw scary stories tell in the dark no no did not right, there you go. did anybody else read the book no nope. oh, it's a book wow. all right Wrong, wrong audience wrong audience here okay it's great uh yeah yeah i guess it's a really popular it was a really popular book i think in the 80s um what? and like it, goose, it was like goosebumps it's like goosebumps it's not know. it's like go- if goosebumps is it. for if goosebumps either. is for kids scary stories to tell in the dark was for like teens mm. kind of fear so, stream um, that was the like fear i said I haven't, I haven't read it either so um chad said he was a fan of the book when he was when he was younger so i um huh yeah yeah it's so much older than the 80s <laughs> yeah. yeah but I, I like the movie I, I would recommend the movie it was it was good um good good horror movie that knew exactly what it wanted to be but it's it is very similar to goosebumps and this like the film both films are similar like 
Goosebumps is a horror movie for kids where stories from a book come to life. Mm -hmm. And this is a horror movie for teens where stories from a book come to life. Um, And so both (laughs) both movies really nail their tone. Like they're doing very similar things, except, um, you know, just obviously different levels of kind of horror of course and so yeah it 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 was good it was good um another movie i watched was the farewell Mm. it's uh one of the bigger hits from sundance so far this year um and uh, did anybody else see the farewell no i want to it's not playing anywhere near where i live yeah you guys need to watch it You, you you would really like it it's um i loved it it was um very very personal it's about it's about this um like aquafina is the star in a very different role from her she's obviously known for kind of comedy and things like that and this is this is a funny movie but it's not a straight comedy um and she's very good in it and basically she um she's a from china and she's living in new york and her her family kind of all gets called back to china because um aquafina's grandma is dying of cancer but Apparently, it's it's a it's a very common thing in China where they don't tell a, a, an elderly person if they're if they're gonna die soon. They don't tell them, and they just kind of let them let them kind of die in peace, I guess. And so, uh, without knowing, without the fear of that they're dying soon. And so, and so, it's really it's really fascinating. It's really engrossing because it's just kind of this family drama dramedy kind of thing where they're you know aquafina really wants to tell her because she feels like it's wrong to not tell her that she's dying and um it's just all this family dynamic stuff it's really a very specific story but the specificity the specificity is what really makes it feel relatable and universal so it's it's really really good amazing performances and uh yeah it's a really easy to love film so i definitely highly highly recommend that for sure. So those are the movies I've been watching. We've covered all the other movies that, that we've been watching in earlier episodes. So you can check out our reviews of other big things recently. But now I'll dive back into TV. I had Big Little Eyes on there. Um, definitely uh, worth a watch. I had Chernobyl. Um, I, I definitely have been catching up on these miniseries nominees at the Emmys, um, including those shows. And um, uh, When They See Us. I can't remember if I talked about this on the show. Um, has anybody else watched When They See Us on Netflix? No. Oh, guys, you have to watch it tonight. Oh, man. So it's uh, Ava DuVernay's miniseries. It's four episodes about the Central Park Five. So it's about these five kids at the time um, uh, who were there. There was a there was a brutal rape and uh, attempted murder in Central Park. And basically these five boys were were rounded up they were from the ages of i believe 14 and 16 um four black boys one hispanic boy and they were basically forced to confess they were very they were coerced confessions and this is all true story and they were sent to prison for years and years and then it's spoilers but it's kind of what the whole series is about so it's not exactly a spoiler but their um new evidence comes to light to kind of show to kind of show that they were forced to confess and um and yeah so it's it's really really excellent it's a little bit of true crime but it's i mean it's gorgeous to look at shot by bradford young who who did solo and um selma and a lot of these other movies and um the acting is incredible from these from these kids especially Jarrell jerome who is just I mean, he's he needs to be a, a massive star, and so yeah, it is the best word I can use to describe the show is vital. It is, it's really, it's heartbreaking, it's horrifying, and and a really a kind of common story, unfortunately. And so, 
um it just it just really packs a punch so you have to watch it uh, it's better than chernobyl in my opinion um and and i don't say that lightly because i love chernobyl hmm. so um yeah i hope i hope this i hope when they see us actually wins at the emmys over chernobyl as much as i love that show so um wait hang on a, so th- this isn't a documentary this is a no, this is yeah, oh it's, it, yeah it's narrative yeah it's a real true story but it's an yeah what, it's a narrative was it the, I didn't know. Uh, was it the first you'd heard of the story or were you learning new things about it so it what i knew uh, i knew just the very basic plot points like i knew that these boys were forced to conf- I, I knew that they were um I didn't know that they were forced to confess. I knew that they were like innocent and and went to prison for years. So that's that's kind of the extent that I knew about it. So everything else was uh, new details. I know there were there was doc- a Ken Burns documentary like five years ago or something on the Central Park Five um, that was that I, I guess was pretty big. But uh, yeah, so it's really good. It's four episodes and absolutely worth the watch. It's on Netflix right now, so you definitely mm-hmm. need to see it. Um, so yeah. Very good. That's the best thing I've been watching. Another one of these mini series that was nominated this year at the Emmys is The Act on Hulu. Anybody mm. else watch The Act? No, I but I know what it no is. I have no desire to watch it's, that. I had so, so many advertisements for that show. Yeah. Yeah. Same. So many. And I was like, I'm not watching the show. You're trying <laughs> way <laughs> too hard. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, but it's actually really good. It's definitely not on the same level as Chernobyl or when they see us, or, um, but it was really, it's just, it was so crazy. It's another true story uh, based on a true story thing. M- my only criticism is it's too long. It was eight episodes. It probably could have been four, but it's just so unique. Like the story is just bizarre. It's about- Speaking uh, of depression uh, porn. Yeah. Well, well it, it doesn't. It does not feel that way. It really doesn't. It's because it's. It's just so weird that it's often funny and strange. So it's. It's not. It doesn't hmm. feel like really dour. I mean, sometimes, but it, the tone is not super dour at all. Um, and so it's. It's actually really tense. It almost takes the tone of true crime, um, even though it's not really that type of. It's kind of that type of story, but it's. It's basically about a, a mom and daughter, um, single mom, and um, it, the 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 daughter has all these ailments she's in a wheelchair her head is shaved giving the appearance of you know maybe cancer or something like that um and she talks as though maybe she has some kind of mental impairment um and then and this is all you see this stuff in the trailers it kind of turns out that maybe she's not actually sick and maybe the mom is just making her think she's sick and so just the way the way it plays out is wild and it's a true story. So it's really, it's very, it's fascinating and crazy. Great performances. Joey, Joey King, who plays the daughter, you got, you'd recognize her from a lot of random stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, She gives a fantastic performance as this Patricia Arquette in it. So um, I recommend it. It's, it's not, it's not perfect and it's too long, but it's, it's fascinating. We really enjoyed watching it for sure. Um, So yeah, I, I, I'd recommend it. So there's that. And then, uh, uh, I've been catching up on Last Chance You. I know Chad watches Last Chance You, um, the documentary series on Netflix. Um, anybody else watch that? No. no. Sorry. So too much sports a... ball. <laughs> yep. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if I like it, that should tell you that it, you don't have to love sports in order to in order to like the show. But uh, it's in its fourth season. I think it just premiered. Its fourth season just premiered like two weeks ago, um, and man, it's just so compelling like whether you like football or not just the way it's put together and this is a documentary it's so well edited and it it tells the story 
so good. If you like documentaries, Chris, I think you'd really, especially the first season is honestly one of the best pieces of documentary filmmaking I've, I've seen, like Hmm. it's up there. It's really, really well made. Um, I, I would say the first season is the best. None of the other seasons have lived up to that, but it's still really good. And you can just watch one season. It's basically just about each season of football. Um, so you can kind of watch whatever season you want. And uh, yeah, so it, it's still good though. Fourth season is still really good. I don't like this new school that they're at, that they've been at for the past two seasons, but uh, um, it's still, it's just really, it's really well told. So yeah, if you like documentaries and if you like football, uh, it's really, really Really good show, for sure. Well, that is a bunch of stuff. That is all I've been watching. And uh, so let us know what you've been watching. We want to hear from you guys. If you've watched any of this stuff and if you disagree with us or if you just want to chime in, we'd love to hear from you. So make sure you hit us up on social media. We want to hear what you've been watching. All right, with that, we are going to take a turn. This is what we've been loving so far this year, and now we want to take a turn into what we're excited to love through the rest of the year. So we're going to jump into our top three most anticipated film and TV of 2019. Three, two, one. The top three. Okay, so we are rounding the corner for 2019, and that means a lot of the big hitters for awards and stuff are Mm -hmm. still ahead of us for this year. Uh, So far, it's been a bit of a dud of a season overall, I would say, movie season-wise. But the best, I think, is still ahead of us. So, um, Daniel, why don't we start with you? Uh, we're going to do our top three most anticipated films of the rest of 2019. So what is your third most anticipated film? Yeah, we said we said film and TV, but I, oh, sorry, I am... sorry, film and TV. Yes. No, that's I, I have only films. So uh, <laughs> so I'm just sticking with films for this one. Um, like you said, it's very well documented on this podcast that awards season is, uh, is my favorite time of year. So I'm so excited for all the awards movies that are coming up. Um, so I'm definitely that's that's pretty much what my list consists of. And so number three on the list is a smaller movie that I didn't know really much about until the trailer came out. It's a movie called Queen and Slim. Has anybody seen the trailer for Queen and Slim? No. So it stars Daniel Kaluuya and an, an unknown woman. I, I I forget her name at the moment. I'm sorry. But uh, basically, um, it's it's this black couple. They go on a date. And um, a, as they're driving home, they get pulled over and uh, a cop is being um, kind of uh, aggressive and abusive. And uh, Dan Kalilia ends up, uh, it seems like in order to protect the the woman, he ends up shooting and killing the cop and then they go on the run. And so it's kind of, uh, one line in the trailer says, calls him the black Bonnie and Clyde. And so it's kind of that sort of thing. And it just looks, it looks controversial as you can probably guess from what I just described, but it looks, it's, it's a, it looks like stunning. The way it's shot is kind of unique. It looks just different. And um, that that cast looks great. So it just looks really intriguing. And and I love it when a trailer kind of catches me off guard that I didn't know was coming. And so Hmm. I'm very excited about that. Could make, if it's good, could be an awards contender if if it hits just right. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for Queen and Slim. Well, I need to go check out that trailer because I have not seen it yet. Um, Chris, what is yes. your third 
most anticipated film slash TV show coming up. Yeah, I mean, hit, hitting that same tone um, that uh, Daniel was at, um, Terminator Dark Fate for me. Mm, yeah. Um, is, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. But that actually is my third. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm so excited. I love Terminator. And, Does that trailer um, look good to you? Uh, yes, yeah. I think really? it looks great. I actually yeah. thought the trailer looked pretty good. Yeah, I think that really? the music choice is really good. I think Daniel... Um, I don't know what's wrong with you, and I don't know what sci-fi <laughs> hurt you in your past. But like, Tyler's been talking. It was a to Terminator movie. I mean, I you were you you were down on the Star Trek Picard trailer. I heard. Oh, and what? That just, I was. I will not have that. That doesn't make any sense to me. So like, I all of your opinions are kind of null and void to me. Um, <laughs> but enough. no, Terminator Dark Fate. It could be awful. Um, there's a high chance that it could will be, be but. <laughs> I really enjoy uh, the character of Sarah Connor, um, and I I just I I want to see it done well. I'm hoping this is kind of a back to form ish. Obviously, it's not going to be Terminator Two level, but it could be pretty great. So anyway, for me, Terminator Two or Terminator Dark Fate is is exciting. So I'm hoping it's good. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if no it's doubt. any good or not. Yes. Um, yeah. So Josh. What about you? What's your third? Is it a movie or is it TV? Well, they can have the movies. I probably won't go to the theater again until 2021. So <laughs> wow, all of mine are TV because I haven't looked at the release schedule. I'm sure there's going to be some great movies this fall, winter, because that's when they start releasing the movies that aren't superhero sequels, mm. along with about 17 of them that are. But anyways, my list is all TV. Uh, it was announced a couple months ago that season four of Rick yes. and Morty yes. will debut this November. Yes. And I have been told that I should not admit in public that I like Rick and Morty. What? Yes, Because the should. fans of that show are sort of the worst people. Yes. But, you know, hmm. I'll just, I'll confess. It's it's funny. It's funny enough that I'm still there for it. Rick and Morty's awesome. I've actually never seen an episode Same. of that show. It is. Fa- what? You- it's I know on Hulu. What it is. It's There's... yeah, no, it's it's you'll you'll be fine never having seen an episode. But <laughs> baloney, this is untrue. <laughs> Listen, hey, hang on a second. So this is did you like Community? Is... I did. I love yeah. Community. I love Community. Yes, Dan Harmon is yeah. behind Rick and Morty. Yes. Huh. And okay. what were you gonna say, Chris? I'm gonna say if Josh likes something, chances are you're going to at least find it somewhat amusing. And Chris, I think Rick and Morty hmm. is fantastic. Do you know what movie I liked? Oh, I liked Visioneers, Chris. <laughs> Visioneers was a funny movie. I don't I, I think you like that movie ironically, in my opinion. So <laughs> Zach Galifianakis pole vaulting is never not funny. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Right. Rick and Morty then for Josh. Um oh, we have to go with me now. It's my turn. I'm gonna talk now. Um number three. <laughs> For me is this is not one that I'm like personally looking forward to as far as the movie goes. I I, I do want to see it, but it's more for my daughter because she absolutely loved the first one is obsessed with the character still. Her room is all decked out and all of this stuff. And that is Frozen mm-hmm. 2, which oh, comes yeah, out in yeah, November. Yeah. And I just can't wait to take her. I think she's going to be really excited. So I'll be there opening day too with my <laughs> two kids. No I'll doubt. be there yep. opening day by myself. <laughs> that's a little freaky you have two kids you do you not even you don't even care you're not even using them as decoys they're too young yeah just wear it proud just go for it um okay back to daniel number two what is it 
Yes, continuing the potential awards contenders. If they hit right, not obvious contender here, um, but if it hits just right, it could really land big. And um, we talked about Taika Waititi earlier in this episode, and mm. he's got a new film coming out called Jojo yep. Rabbit. Have you guys watched the trailer for Jojo Rabbit? Yes. Yes. Josh. It looks great. No, but now I'm going to have to what? Yes. Josh. What is this? You need to watch the trailer right is this now. It's a Winnie the Pooh spinoff. So it looks bonkers uh basically it's amazing it's, it's amazing set, mm-hmm. it's set in world in germany in world war ii main character is a child and basically so he, you know it's gonna he's be a funny. member i think he's a member of the hitler youth and mm-hmm. he i guess isn't fitting in quite right and <laughs> so to cope he he has an imaginary friend who happens to be taika waititi playing hitler hitler <laughs> It's so good. So it looks insane. It's got Scarlett Johansson in it as well. I forget who else is in it, but um, it just looks (laughs) crazy. And so, yeah, I think it should be hilarious. Taika Waititi is so good at everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited for it, and I really hope it hits big. Yeah, that it. You're right. I, I've forgotten about this. I saw the trailer and laughed my head off. it looks amazing, yes, it and also it probably, and it it may actually be it is saying something yeah, too. Of so that 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 it, it could be like you said something that really hits and uh, makes an and impact. And Taika so. has a lot of love right now. Like a lot of people just oh, yeah. really yes. love him, really respect him. So I think sure. I yes. really do think this is going to be an awards contender for sure. And Josh, I think this is the type of thing that you would really enjoy. You, actually, yes. <laughs> This is, I will watch this trailer. Yeah, this is so up Josh's alley, no doubt. Yeah, he. You said he wrote and directed and stars. Best, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and stars. That's and it's crazy. adapted from a book, I guess. Um, which yeah, sounds crazy, but yeah. yeah, yeah. It looks it looks crazy and awesome at the same time. Um, Chris, what's your yeah. number two? Also adapted from a beloved book, uh, It, Chapter Uh, 2. Oh, so good. I am so pumped. My wife and I loved the first one, and we cannot wait to see Chapter 2. It looks insane. That cast, Mm -hmm. come on. I mean, it looks it looks incredible. So I've been avoiding the I'm trailer. I'm pulling a chat and avoiding the trailer for this one because I'm already in. I'm already in, so I'm just I'm avoiding it going in blind. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm not gonna. I do my best anyway. I'm not gonna be nuts about it, but I mean, I mean, you've got Jessica Chastain, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, Bill Skarsgård, of course, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it's just you know, the move. The first one was so, so great. Um, so anyway, I'm excited. Chapter two, it. Awesome, Josh. What TV show do you have for us at number two? I have one that has for some reason been semi-controversial on the screeners facebook page but mindhunter season two will be good oh yeah i don't care what you people say i need to talk to my wife right now my wife is the one who's causing the fuss (laughs) she wasn't the only one was she no i I don't think she was alone but she was definitely one of them yes sorry (laughs) i don't know why i didn't finish the first season but i didn't um Mm. so i'll probably go back and 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 finish it because i did like the look of it um, I wanted, I wanted so badly to, to see Hannibal. It's been a long time since I've mentioned Hannibal on this podcast. <laughs> it has. Um, it really and, has. Uh, and the Hannibal television show is so wonderful in this kind of vein. Oh, this is more true crime and mm-hmm. kind of tangentially true crime. Um, uh, but man, 
I want I want my I want my uh, Hannibal back. Uh, I mean, there's really not enough cannibalism in this show for you. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the reason why I didn't finish it. <laughs> oh, there's some, wow. but yeah, not enough. Yeah, just just a little bit. Yeah, some my women's Hunter, shoes. It, it's one of those shows where I, I did finish the the whole thing, and I, I really enjoyed it, but it was so <laughs> slow that it's kind of yeah. hard to really. Yeah. really love because it's just really slow paced um, but really impeccably made and has a lot of great content so I'm definitely going to watch the second season I just it, it's like I don't like that's not surprising that that uh, people other than Chris too had like stopped, stopped watching because it's hard to really want to binge a lot because it's so yeah. slow yeah yeah I agree I really liked it hmm. yeah I'm a I, big fan it's good I guess I would I would be more likely to describe it more generously as deliberate than slow. Sure, that's fair. I can see how you could describe it that way. Could you say it's but deliberately it. slow? <laughs> <laughs> it's got a lot of words, Chris. I don't know. But um, you, you like those shut words. up, Josh. <laughs> yeah, that just comes out Friday, so not not long away oh, here. Right around the corner. Yeah. Um. Okay. My number two is right now on IMDb. It. it it's listed as Untitled Charles Randolph Project. So they mm. haven't even released a trailer for this yet, but it's slated to come out this December. And it's, but it actually does have a title. It's um, Fair and Balanced. Have y'all heard of this? Yes. Yes. It's got, it's basically the biopic of the women at Fox News taking down Roger Ailes. Oh, yes. Wow. Um, yes, Nicole Kidman this. plays um, Greta Van Susteren, and Charlize Theron plays Megan Kelly. Um, wow, I had no idea this was happening. Yeah, yes. This is going to be good. I am yep. so excited for it. I and that like says a lot. I, they haven't released a trailer at all. Mm-hmm. All I have is a synopsis and the cast list, and I'm in. Yep. So. Well, that's Absolutely. weird. I thought I thought there was a trailer. No. So there's there's a there separate a project. Uh, a show just came to Showtime called The Loudest Voice yeah. with um, Russell Crowe as Roger Ailes. Um, and Ooh. so this is a film that's going to be about Roger Ailes. So two two kind of different different projects here. Why do these things seem to be coming out in pairs lately? Yeah, this, it's weird. It this isn't the like only that. one to do it. Yeah, and the director of the film is Jay Roach, who who mm-hmm. really has found a niche for himself in these political things. He did um, he did all the way about LBJ, did Trumbo and Game Change, and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of good stuff. So um, yeah. I'm I'm definitely excited for. It. I really hope it's big. That cast is crazy. Margot Robbie, Charlize Theron, Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm super excited about it. I'm just I'm excited for the trailer to just release. Right, right. And then the film. Yeah. Um. All right, Daniel. Number one most anticipated film slash TV show of 2019. Number one. I I should say I, there was something that I took off this list that I didn't even address. We did this when we did our anticipated films. Don't um, don't do it because mine 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 is mine mine's probably the one you're gonna. Mention, okay, well, I'm not gonna so mention it. But there's a big anyway. movie that I didn't even put on this list. That's just because it's uh, it's it's of course I'm looking forward to it. So I wanted to <laughs> to talk about stuff that maybe you maybe you haven't heard of. Um. So. Uh, this this film is called Just Mercy, and uh, it's another. This one's a, a little bit more of an obvious awards contender. It's um, going to come out at, at Toronto first, and then come out later wide in the year. Um, this is uh, a film starring Michael B. Jordan, Brie Larson, Jamie Fox. It's uh, uh, I, I only know the vague details about the plot. Michael B. Jordan, I guess, is a a lawyer who is working to free uh, an innocent man. 
and which sounds relatively generic, but the reason I'm excited about it is the director, Daniel Destin Cretton. He did mm. a movie a few years ago called Short Term 12. Yep. That is just amazing. So also with Brie Larson. I think Brie Larson should have been nominated for that film. Um, and yes, so so because of him, because of his involvement, I am very, very excited for this film. I, I think this is going to hit huge in the awards race. Uh, right now, it's super way too early. But if I was to pick like what I think is going to win Best Picture right now, it would be this one. Um, just because it's got, it's got all the elements working for it. So I'm, I'm very excited for Just Mercy. Nice. That sounds pretty awesome. Chris, what's your number one? All right. Well, I will just state the obvious. It's the one I'm fairly certain that daniel was just alluding to um and that is star wars rise of skywalker never heard of it um (laughs) i know right well okay so it's about i literally hadn't (laughs) wars in space what i don't know is there a war going on (laughs) anyway you already know about it it's the apparently the end of the skywalker saga we'll see if that's true i hope so gosh um anyway i'm i am i'm ready for it i i it's definitely my my most anticipated film uh, for the rest of the year. So there it is. Nice. It's yeah. great. There's another Star Wars film. How about that? How about that? <laughs> Ooh, burn. <laughs> Josh, what about you? What are you most anticipating this year? Well, I'm going to bend the rules just a little bit because it's technically something that was just released um, right a day before we recorded this, but I haven't watched it yet, so it counts for me. I am looking forward to watching season two of Succession on HBO. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's still Which, coming, right? Because it's it's a weekly thing. So. Yes, yeah, it's yeah, a weekly yeah. thing. It was just yeah, yeah. the first episode that was yep. that debuted is yesterday. Is that worth watching? Is season one really good? Oh, yeah. yes, it is very good. Oh, it is, really? Okay. I mean, I watched the first episode and was like, oh, that's interesting. I love Billions. I don't know if... I'm, I know mm-hmm. you haven't watched it yet, but... No, I've I've watched... I tried to watch Billions. Well, oh, number so I don't have a regular Showtime subscription, so I watched yeah. um I watched it once on a free weekend or something. And I love Paul Giamatti. I could not get behind these characters in this plot. I guess I had only watched an episode or two, so maybe it picks up. It's fantastic. It's one of my favorite. I mean, it it I subscribe to Showtime just for that show. Um, what about The Circus? I thought you loved The Circus. That's something well, I want to watch more of. It's fantastic. And when it comes back on, um, I, I will subscribe to Showtime as well. Unfortunately, what they do is they dovetail those. So I end up watching the circus and then the circus ends, their season ends when they go straight into billions. And they, they do a very good job of keeping me paying for that subscription for three <laughs> they or four have two months. decent shows and they will just milk them. For yes. All yeah. No, the, sh- the circus and billions is worth we're subscribing to showtime just for those two but yes. however you already have hbo so you should watch succession okay i will it is it is very well written and yeah i was the same way um i think my wife actually uh decided that we should start watching it and then once i did i was i was kind of drawn in by the it's supposedly you hear a lot of comparisons between the family on succession and the murdoch family like this big this media empire it's almost a, a modern kind of Greek family tragedy in scope. And it has some really some really great characters and sharp writing for the characters. I'm a sucker for anything that feels like Aaron Sorkin wrote it. And he didn't write yes. Succession, but it, it sort of feels like he did at times. Hmm. Like, people don't talk this way, but I'm enjoying it nonetheless. 
Hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a feast of words. And I yes. yeah, and, and Aaron Sorkin is the master of that, no doubt. Like you said, it doesn't it's not reality. I have friends, family members who hate Aaron Sorkin because it doesn't feel real. And I'm like, you're missing <laughs> right. the yeah. points. That is not the point. You're supposed to, you know, like you said, like Shakespearean, where you'd sit down and like appreciate the craftsmanship that went into crafting this moment. So, yes, wow, just All wish right. you had that kind of reply when people say yes, yes, <laughs> it's it's wish fulfillment. Yes, exactly. I, I wish I was that smart. Okay, well, my my number one movie, uh, Daniel already mentioned it, but is Jojo Rabbit. Um, nice. So we've already talked about it. So anyway, do y'all well, have I'm any? I'm gonna watch that trailer. You really yeah, you need to. It. it looks so good. I'm super excited about it. Um, yeah, so were there any other films that were in your honorable mentions that you want to throw out there? Anyone? Or do we want to... There's there's only two on my list. Um, Joker yeah. could be quite yeah. good. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. the other one, just because I love racing movies, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, yes, dude. Yes. Um, those two. That was, that was my number four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those two are my more serious i was i was thinking about not saying terminator dark fate but i was like i need to be on brand so i said terminator dark fate <laughs> uh, but you. joker and Frode, ford versus ferrari maybe ford versus ferrari might might have made my top three if i was being honest with myself so yeah definitely ford versus ferrari for me that was that was high on my list almost made my list yeah. um a beautiful day in the neighborhood yeah come on mr yes. rogers could be great surprised that wasn't on josh's list yep. Um, a few ran- knives out. Ryan Johnson's um, Who Done It movie, um, and then uh, 1917. You know, I'm I'm morbidly curious about Cats. I have no connection. <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to watch material. it. I'm just, ironically, I'm fascinated. <laughs> ironically, I have to see this movie. <laughs> oh looks, no! I, yeah, I thought it. it was a joke. Not kidding. My husband was watching the trailer on his phone. I looked over and laughed because I saw James Corden. And I thought yep. it was a late night bit that he does because he does yep. those so well. And I started laughing. And it's because the music, so I, was, I could not believe it was real. Could not believe it. Yep. It's insane. Yeah. We'll see. I like Tom Hooper for the most part as a director. So <laughs> I don't I don't know. I look so <laughs> weird. I don't know. Uh, I feel like so many memes are going to come from that film. Oh, my They're gosh. All- People are going to hate this movie so much. But it's going to make a billion yeah, dollars. It may. Um, did you have anything on your honorable mention list josh i did not make an honorable mentions mm. list i apologize to everyone honorable of you Forgive but me. hey that mr rogers movie <laughs> is would be on there if i'd remembered yeah, it go. does look good there you go. a couple others that i'm excited about uh lucy in the sky by noah holly who did legion yes. and fargo mm. and does weird stuff but always amazingly for the most part that looks crazy with natalie portman um and then mm. one that looks insane Definitely. Because anything Shia LaBeouf is a part of is insane. But that's Honey Boy um, that Shia LaBeouf wrote about his own childhood, and he's playing his own father in the film. (laughs) He would. I know. He would. So crazy. A, a, a bunch of my friends saw that it, it came out at Sundance and it's actually supposed to be really, really good, really dramatic. Yeah. And I, apparently Shia LaBeouf gives a phenomenal performance because I guess there's like his dad was kind of abusive. So um, so it's that kind of thing. And yeah, it's supposed to be really good. I'm very excited to see it. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our top three most anticipated film slash TV shows of 2019. And that is a wrap for our episode. Be sure to tune in next week and follow us on our social media channels. And we will see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. 
head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.